Morning, everybody. Steve Parisi here with IBC Global. Thanks so much for tuning in today. So today, all things around cash value, life insurance, policy design, the banking concept, fun stuff. Uh, we have a guest with us that I've known for quite some time now, Phil. Phil, he has actually worked with me for about two years. Uh, he works at IBC Global. He is one of our top agents, one of the nicest guys I know. But rather than me just talk about him, Phil, how you doing this morning? Good. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for, for making time, especially short notice, to, to come on this morning. So, you know, what I wanted to talk to everyone about today is we always talk about on our YouTube channel or through our website about uh, how to maximize cash value life insurance policies, right? How big banks, how corporations use them. And there's a lot of good stuff around that and people are interested in it. But what there's not a whole lot of information on is the individual you're actually working with, right? So for example, a lot of people will reach out to our company, they see you know, maybe me talking about the concept, cash value, life insurance, they're interested in, in it. And they, they may know you, you've got some content out there on our channel as well. A little bit, yeah. Right, but a lot of times it's, you're the guy on the front lines call it, that's actually educating them. You and I will always talk about the experience with them as well. Hey, here's how we can design a policy. And it's fun to collaborate like that, but, but you're often the front lines, the main point of contact. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of people call in asking for you, but you've got a million things going on, so you're not always exactly available. So that's where us as sales agents come in, try to answer any questions, help them out, hopefully be able to help them without getting you too involved since you have so much on your plate. Yeah, and I mean, I, I like getting involved. And then, I mean, you've helped me quite a bit with telling me, Steve, you got to like focus on on things, you know, as actually growing the business and such. Stop calling and texting people on the weekends. <laughs> but I mean, I enjoy it too. But no, you, you've helped me quite a bit there. And I always appreciate that. Um, but one thing you, you mentioned there, so as, as a sales agent, so that term sales agent, I mean, one of my business coach, our business coach is heavy on sales, but let me just ask you. So your role just as a sales agent, educating individuals on a daily basis, do you view it as sales or do you view it as something else? Your day-to-day -day job? Yeah. I mean, the nice thing is when you reach out to people. A lot of times it's people that are interested in the infinite banking concept in high cash value life insurance. So, we're not cold calling people, just trying to sell exactly um, the idea to people, but really they have a lot of questions. Uh, typically they have watched some of our videos. So for me, it's more educating rather than actual sales. I, I would say I'm not a great salesman in, in that case. So for me, it's just getting as much information, uh, giving them as much knowledge as we can, getting illustrations their way, being as transparent as we can be so that they can make an educated decision rather than trying to pressure them or, um, yeah, to kind of be gimmicky on selling a policy to someone. Yeah. No, we don't like that stuff, but, but more education. Yeah, right? correct. Right. More than anything else. I mean, I think you definitely have a skill set where I know you've expressed this, you enjoy teaching individuals, showing them how things work and such. Here's what to do. Here's what not to do. Here's the pros and cons. And that's, that's a valuable skill set. But I mean, like I view it just as we grow the business and individuals are, interested in working with us, whether, whether it's an individual or a company, 
is, you know, you can attempt to sell them, and you know, I always use the term smooth talk, and just show them, show them what works to get them across the, the finish line. But I guess it's, it's me personally, I never really liked that. It's like when I worked for other agencies and offices, they would teach me that stuff, and I resisted it. And that's why I guess we're at where we're at now. We're starting my own business and such. Because um, I didn't like it when people did that to me. I wanted to know all the details and I was viewed as that annoying kid that kept asking questions. Hey, like, I want to know how it works. I don't think this is in the client's best interest. And when we first connected, I kind of sensed that with you as well, where it's not, hey, I just want to come in and sell them. What's the most money I can make? It's no, I want to understand it in and out. I don't want to talk to someone about something that I don't understand because then uh, I guess you can elaborate on that if you don't feel comfortable about that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yes, I'm, I was the same way where I'm sure you're really annoyed by me at first where I would just open the door, ask a couple questions, and then I'd leave, come back five minutes later, and <laughs> talking. But um, yeah, for me, I, I try to gain as much knowledge and information as I can so that when people do ask me, I can hopefully help them with, with that question. As well as like you mentioned before, we want to make sure it makes sense in their life as well. We don't want it to be a burden on them. Right. And then one, two years later, all of a sudden they're in trouble of a lapse happening, or maybe we didn't tell them all the details and they come back to us and blame us. We never want that to be the issue. So uh, we always want to make sure we get, like I said before, get as much information as we can so that you can make an educated decision, um, whether it is to go with us or go in a different direction. Yeah, fully agree with that. No, thanks for, for elaborating on that. So you've been working here. When did you start here? It was winter of 2018, I believe. Yeah, so a little shorter, two years, I've just actually. About, just about two years, yeah. And it's been a ton of learning, fast paced to say the least. Yeah. So what did you do before you worked here? So I was in insurance before this. I did a lot of home and auto sales as well as I did have my life insurance license. Was more secondary, so wasn't as involved, but um, I did work with someone who was more focused on the term and universal side of things. Um, so that when they heard that I was gonna start working here at IBC Global, um, and I explained the details as to how to maximize cash value, um, he was a little surprised. Someone who's been in the industry for 30, 35 years didn't really understand it or even know it was possible. So when I first explained it to him, he, he actually was worried for me to say, hey, make sure this is a scam. There's you know nothing crazy going on here. So um, you know, I was a little nervous. So it was a bit of a jump going to work with IBC Global, trying to learn everything on the fly. But um, once I got in the flow, once I learned it, it made a lot of sense and learned it wasn't a scam that you can maximize cash value. And yeah. I don't know the exact step, but I know it's a low amount of whole life insurance policies aren't really maximized, aren't used for high cash value. So it's unfortunate that it's more secondary education rather than the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's about 92%. And I just get that when I look at the, the loan portfolios of a lot of companies, especially the, the larger carriers, we prefer uh, the percentage of policyholders that actually have loans outstanding or even though they can take a loan, which is so interesting. Um, but one thing that's interesting, because I've, I've definitely heard that before. So your old boss, when he said, hey, you might want to look into this to make sure it's not a scam because here's someone, he's probably a mentor to you in a lot of ways because he was your boss, you know, kind of brought you up in the insurance industry and said, I've never heard of this. So when I hear that, like my question is, did he not hear of more so 
the idea of the banking concept or was it more so high cash value life insurance how you can optimize the, these policies and do a lot of things with them other than just a death benefit paid out down the road yeah i think it was a mix of both when he heard the banking concept he, he's never heard of it before i mean I, I was new to it so i was trying to explain it to him probably not as fully as I, I could and he was like no that doesn't sound right and then also um just regarding maximizing the cash value like mentioned he was more involved in universal not really whole life at all so um he understood there's obviously cash value that grows in a policy but his main focus was selling the death benefit to someone so when i mentioned that he was definitely a bit timid and and really didn't think that it was legit at, at yeah. the yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, I've heard that so many times over the years to anyone that's brand new to the idea of the concept. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is typically if, if you're unfamiliar with something, the natural reaction is like, hey, if I haven't heard about it, especially in today's age, <laughs> where there's so much information out there, like it, it can't be real or something's off, you know, I, I don't believe it. But what's, what's so interesting, because everyone's heard of whole life insurance or cash value life insurance, but then just on the topic of policy design, right? maximizing cash value, we talk about it all the time, is when you look at individuals, right? there's so much, what's the right term, buyer's remorse. right? How many people have you come across that have purchased a policy, they were about to purchase a policy, and then they talk to you and find out, wait a minute, I'm looking at the exact same insurance company and product here, why do you show me 30% more in cash value upfront and 100% more over the long haul with the same product than the other guy. Like, what's going on? You, are you making the numbers up? <laughs> yeah, people will start questioning us saying, there's got to be a reason why we're putting, doing a traditional policy where everything's going towards the death benefit, everything's going towards base premium insurance expense. But in reality, I mean, I get stumped by that because really there isn't a benefit to that. Um, you know, by maximizing the cash value, you still have a nice death benefit at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, people are, are definitely, their mind is a bit blown when we can maximize it, giving you 80, 90% in the first year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you loud and clear. And, and I mean, if you talk to any experienced agents that, that understand cash value life insurance as well, you, I've heard that out there as well, where they, they'll state, yeah, you know, if you design a policy for high cash value, in the majority of cases, it's really almost every case, you end up having more death benefit over the long haul as well. It, it, yeah. And it's not always the case either. It, it's yeah. funny. They'll show us their illustration from a different agent uh -huh. and tell you look at year 10, year 20, and you have more cash value right. as well as death benefit, even with possible variable design. So at the end of the day, not really any benefit when it comes to the traditional side of things. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm with you 100% there. It's, it's interesting. Um, but kind of the point I was mentioning, so so little people in the, the big picture have heard of maximum cash value policies, how to have rich cash values upfront and long-term for you and I, the individual. You know, whether they're putting in 2K a year or they're putting in 500 grand a year, they see it and say, wow, I didn't know that. But what's so interesting to me and this was kind of my my background when i take a step back and look at it i think I'm, i was more fortunate to start where i started in the industry is seeing how corporations and such set these policies up and actually getting to model them is like corporations have their cash value up front and they have it long term 
And the thing is, like the policy, a policy they might take out for an executive, right? So if if we're a, a Fortune 100 company and I'm going to put a policy on you because you're my CFO, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the same policy that we can design for you as an individual in many cases, if it's not a pure Boley or Coley or something like that, but anybody can get it. it. The difference is, is if you or I try to go and sell a traditional policy to a corporation that's going to put in six or seven figures per year and they don't have equity up front because it's an asset in their balance sheet, like what's going to happen? Yeah, they're going to say no. Yeah, get out. Get out. We're going to go to someone who does. And they do, the corporations are extremely interested in the long-term benefit as well. So that's just kind of where I looked at it and said, okay, companies do this. The wealthy do it because the CEOs and CFOs we would work with or for the company plan will come to us afterwards or come to the owner of the company and say, hey, can I get this for myself? Like, yeah, you can. Here's how it works. No problem. So they're getting these cash-rich policies but it was never really advertised, not marketed a whole lot because it's you're squeezing down the premium. There's less profit up front. You make it residually. So you've got to take that volume based approach from a business standpoint. Um, but it, it's interesting. So just kind of as we look to mesh everything together on the individual side, you get that question all the time. Hey, why? Like, why is it so different from an example I saw through someone else compared to you guys? The thing is, like kind of where I look at it, and this is just because we've, we've been in it for so long, have the knowledge, it's really not that different. Call it the big guns do it, these big corporations and such, and they have forever. It's just knowing how to do it and then copy it based on your personal situation. Right. Yeah, and it's not always necessarily, you know, they want more commission. It, it's yeah, not always thing. It's just one education. Some agents just don't know how to do it, yeah. as well as we always have to remember that a lot of companies, they have limitations as where you just camp. So. If, it, if you work for one company for 30 years, like my old boss, he didn't know that you can maximize cash value. Reason being is he, he really didn't have the ability. They didn't even have a whole life product they can sell as well as they had a universal. But again, he never knew that you can even ma maximize cash value on the universal side of things as well. So um, yeah, a lot of it is education as well as just limitations of the company itself. Yeah, yeah. So the ins and outs, right? Each company has different rules and such. So you, it takes time to learn that stuff. Right. You and I still learn stuff every day. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which is fun in some ways. <laughs> Definitely. So, like, I guess my question is, so you've been doing this for, for several years and we still work on a lot of cases together. Any stories you have or, or <laughs> yeah, call it cases or stories you have that you really enjoy, you know, individuals you enjoy working with or that you just came across and say, hey, I really helped this individual or man, this is a unique situation that I've never seen. Just what pops pops to mind first and foremost as I throw random stuff at you? Good question. So I would say, um, you know, I won't name names, but some people will sometimes come in and be very educated where they're challenging you as to asking very deep questions. They'll watch podcasts, a lot of videos of other agents. And to be honest, sometimes it'll stump you. So if anything, it'll just start making you dig deeper and deeper to learn more. Um, so those are sometimes maybe at first a little frustrating. You wish you knew the answer, but you learn a lot from them and it helps you grow as a, as a salesperson as well. Um, but yeah, I, I would say this person, we, we went back and forth. He would watch a podcast on something. He'll come back to me, ask deep questions on it, 
I would sometimes come to you and say, you know, where is this person coming from? Why, why is he asking this question? Um, you know, regarding maybe term insurance, regarding how PUAs are paid out compared to base premiums paid out. Um, so we, he would go come back and forth with me for, for a while and eventually said, you know what, I appreciate all the comments. He actually appreciated when I would tell him, honestly, I don't know. Let me find out first, be 100% sure, come back to you. Um, so once I was able to answer most of his question, he ended up working with us. He said he, he liked what we did and appreciated our transparency, just being honest up front. Um, and he ended up working with us in the end. So that was satisfying. And um, I think cases like that where it does take a lot of effort, a lot of questions getting thrown at you as well, sometimes a lot of illustrations um, where in the end it does pay off and they end up going with you. So that, that does feel good. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Thank, thanks for sharing that. I think I, I do know who you're referring to as well. I, I, I talked to him as well. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the main thing, so the transparency you mentioned there is like, I, I kind of view it because there is a lot of information out there around cash value life insurance and you can get so deep so fast. Yeah. Like it, it's a lot. So I, I make it a point with a lot of our, our content to be as direct as possible. If there's a specific topic or question, here is the exact reason why the PUA writer has a fee. Here's your net cash value, whatever it might be, how loans work, all that stuff to, to get as much transparency around it. But that is something like in my mind, just it creates more work. Like that's a lot of times, so I, I guess kind of where I'm going with this. So you as an agent, because we're as we're growing, we're always looking for more agents as well. How do you like working here as an agent? The expectation to say, okay, when I come in, like it's not just a sales job, push the policy and then see the ne next person. It's education, taking knowledge, and then also the client re relationship. I mean, that's, well, you can elaborate on that a bit before I just keep talking. Sure. Yeah, for me, I, I like it because we are educating people. I, I think growing up, I always liked the idea of being a teacher, getting involved in education. One thing I didn't like was being around a large group of people. So being an actual teacher for me was a bit scary. So that won't work for me. But this job gives me the opportunity to teach others more one-on-one -on -one or maybe with you know a spouse, a family. So smaller groups like that, I, I really like as well as yeah, being able to be able to answer people's questions, help them come to the conclusion to like mentioned before, either get a policy or not, just being as transparent as possible so that they know what they're getting into and whether you're putting in a thousand dollars a month or a hundred thousand dollars a month, we want to make sure you 100% understand everything so that there is no regret down the line. Um, so I, I, I do enjoy that. It definitely gets overwhelming. We have so much flow coming in right now. So trying to balance things, trying to, be able to go in depth and, and be able to get to as many people, that's where it becomes challenging. But at the same time, yeah, it definitely feels good to be able to help people go from point A to point Z to, to go from the beginning to educate to actually getting a policy in the end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So after they've got that policy in the end, what's what's the, the process from that point forward? Yeah, and we typically do two review meetings every year. We'll reach out six months, text, email, call you, see, make sure everything is going smoothly, especially with COVID. A lot of people, their circumstances have changed. So it was good we would check up on them, see if there's something we can help them with, see if their strategy is still the same, as well as in between. Some people reach out with some questions, maybe help them take out loans, um, maybe help 
pay back loans, just help them through their, their online accounts. So um, there's a lot involved. It's good that we're able to stay in touch. We don't want, we don't want to be the type of agent that sells a policy and then disappears, just hands them off. We want to make sure that we're helping you throughout the process, throughout the life of the policy so that you're utilizing it and maximizing it. Yeah, yeah, no, so so important to do that. And thanks for, for mentioning that. And I I know you do that, obviously. It's part of the process when you start working here. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, um, thanks for, for going into that. Um, I think we're out of time, actually, so I'm not going to start going on my uh, my next thought. But anything you, you'd want to add just about your experience working here? Well, I guess you can close with one story. What's the thing you dislike most about working here? <laughs> and it can be directed towards me if you want to. He's got to have fun. <laughs> no, I, I think it, it definitely is right now the volume. We just need more people. You know, we're growing so quickly where we're getting so many leads per day. And some of these people do want to talk for a half hour, for an hour. So you're taking up a lot of time. And then all of a sudden you get three more leads in that day. And you already have hundreds of leads that you need to get to. So that's where it becomes difficult. Um, so as we keep hiring more people, and we're in the process of that, which is nice. And we'll be alleviated of that shortly, but especially within the last three, four months, I know we, we've been upping the marketing, upping the amount of videos we have coming out. So more people are reaching out. So finding a balance of being able to help people be able to respond quickly and still making sure that we are doing those review meetings, still keeping in touch with people. We don't want to be the type that forgets about them. So it's balanced right now. It's finding that balance, but overall we're, we're getting the help we need. We just hired five, six more people. So it's becoming a lot easier. And I'm sure the more we grow, we're just going to have, have to hire more people. That's it. Yeah, no, I mean, hiring people, it's the, the best investment that you can make in my opinion. So we'll, we'll keep doing that and it helps them and it helps everyone we work with from a quality standpoint. It's you, the quality must stay intact. Right. It has to. So as you grow, that becomes very challenging to do. Just from a business standpoint, it's difficult when you say, hey, I've got all these people to talk to. I don't care if I just put my head down and floor it every single day, right? Just pedal to the metal. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, is a good problem. I always viewed it as like, hey, I'd rather have that problem as opposed to the opposite of no one to talk to. Exactly. Which, yeah, I was there at one point in my life and it wasn't fun. <laughs> well, that's um, the case with a lot of agencies where yeah. it's a lot of recycled leads, maybe two, three percent of them actually work out. Whereas here we're, get, we're constantly getting leads, people that are interested. We're not cold calling. So that's a relief on the agent side where we're calling people and they're not angry to hear from us, but they want to hear from us. They're, they're really hungering to learn more for that education. So for us, that, that feels good. And like you said, it's more of a good problem to have that we have too many people to, to reach out to. Um, but at the same time, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be getting help so that we're able to be more efficient and be able to help out more people. Yeah, a lot of it's in place already and such, and it's, it's going in the right direction there, which is fun. Yeah, well, thanks so much for, for taking time, especially in short notice today. Um, to, to have this. Look forward to having you back in the office on a regular basis when it is safe. <laughs> but for now, we'll continue to do our thing. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, Phil. We'll talk to you soon.